Well, welcome, everybody. We have a special guest today, Caleb Gilliams, who is the founder and CEO of Better Wealth Solutions, a company committed to showing people how to be more efficient and control their money today while maximizing their future wealth potential. Now, what's interesting about Caleb, I consider him just a kid yet. How old are you, Caleb? I'm 23 years old. He's 23 look, years I'm, old I look already. like I'm 15. I look like I'm 15 years old, but I'm actually 20 and I can drive a car. And how old were you when you wrote your book? I was 21. And it's called The And's Solution, right? Or The And yeah, Asset. Yeah, it's The And Asset. Yep. And how in the world at 21 were you writing a book already? So I'll give you a quick breakdown of my story. So I grew up in central Wisconsin, uh, oldest of six kids was homeschooled actually and um, had one of my most embarrassing moments in front of all my peers, totally forgot all my lines in front of them, was very, reading is extremely tough for me. And so I had this moment of, I was, I looked like I was eight years old because I was super short. I had a reading problem. I went to my mom and she, in a really loving way, said, Caleb, the things that you can't control, don't worry about, but the things that you can control go all in. And in her loving way, she pretty much said, there's most things that you can control and you have to take responsibility over that. And so I became obsessive about really like that mentality. And so I got my first job at a chicken farm and I got paid a dollar per chicken that I processed. So I assure you, I I, uh, have an appreciation for Chick-fil-A and chicken sandwiches more than most people listening to this. But I started making money and I couldn't figure out why everyone was so broke, Jim. And I'm like, why doesn't this thing, like this money management come natural to people? Like I didn't understand. And, and so what, that's what got me into this whole idea of having our money work for us, which got me a, a job at a bank, a community bank, which then I, I worked there for four and a half years. When I was 19 years old, I had the opportunity, crazy opportunity to take over the investment department of that um, bank while I was going to school. And again, now I look like I'm 13 or 14 years old. And you can imagine the 10 minutes of horror that people experience. But people are coming in. I had a huge mission of helping people live to their highest potential. And I'm realizing that most people are unable to live to their potential in life because of money. I mean, you and I have both talked about this. So if we help them understand that money can be a tool and it can be an amazing tool to help them live the life that they want to live, that's what gave me the aspirations and inspired me to learn more. And I went on this journey of using my age and being obsessive about finding the best and learning from people. I learned from you and a bunch of other people that I'm just so grateful. A lot of people that you've had on the show, I'm, I'm personal friends with, and they taught me about efficiency, about taxes, about investing, all these things that I'm just so grateful for. And I realized that I had a moral obligation to share this with the world. And so even though I have a tough time writing, I love to speak. And so I actually, the first iteration of my book was me speaking and worked with someone that helped it, it get from my mouth to uh, words and um, had a book. And then now I run a company called Better Wealth Solutions and we work with people all around the country. And uh, I now have eight people on my team, which is pretty nuts. And I'm, awesome. I'm still super grateful to, to be doing this. So I really appreciate you also having me on my show. Um, I really love what you guys are doing. And it was fun to have you guys out in Denver when you guys came out. To, to speak. So I'm a, I'm a fan, man. That, that's awesome. And you know, and one thing is, I know the way I got introduced to you without us actually meeting was there was a company that we both have done business with. And prior to you doing business with, I know one of the representatives of the company came to me and said, Hey, would you be willing to take on this 18 year old? He's got his licenses. I don't know if I can get him contracted through the company. I will tell you, he will probably only be with you a year at the most. Because he's ready to hit the ground running. 
And I've never had anybody describe an 18-year-old that way to me. And fortunately, for you know, he was able to get you contracted. He talked the powers that be into giving an 18-year-old with really very little background experience. But as people are listening to this, you have a wealth of wisdom. In it, and your mom sounds like such a smart person. I hope to someday meet her as well. And is your dad still around? Yeah, so my dad is in the medical PhD, so he's a researcher, and my mom was a nurse but stayed home and homeschooled us. And I have to say, I'm a I'm just a product of the people that came before me, and my parents have put so much energy into raising us, and I'm I am the kind of person because of them. So, and I will say this: the bank and the insurance companies and and these companies that we work with had no business working with me, but I'm so grateful that they were delusional enough to let me <laughs> let me in because I'm I'm talking to you because of people of like our mutual friend believing in me and I'm man, I that you're making me emotional on a money podcast, man. So I yeah, it's pretty cool. Oh, that's awesome. And you know, I'd like you to share with the audience because I think one thing that uh makes you special is the fact that number one, you're humble and grateful. But the other thing is that you are seeking knowledge from others. And you shared a story with me as a young man, how you reached out to someone who normally is not completely approachable to get the insight and share with us that story. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that I would do is I would read authors and then I would cold call them or reach out to them on LinkedIn or whatever. And this is when I was still working at the bank and there was a, a thought leader in our space and had a, had a company. I just really admired, I heard a couple of his talks. I just really admired who he was. And I reached out to him on, on LinkedIn. I just asked if we could talk. And he actually, after a couple messages, he got back to me and we got on the phone. And so Jim, we're speaking on the phone and I know, I know that this guy will change my life if I, if I get to learn from him, but I'm someone that needs to be hands-on. And so there was a conference in Birmingham. Oh, this is where this guy was from. And I asked him, I was like, I am going to this conference. I'm wondering if you know of anyone that I could stay with, like totally Midwestern, like invite myself over. And I just like pause and he just like paused for a second. And he's like, well, this is crazy. I've never done this before, but I, I actually going to talk to my wife and see if you can stay with us. And I just pretended like I was shocked. I'm like, oh, wow, really? Like that was my plan the whole time that he would invite me over. And so they, he called back and he's like, yeah, my wife's a little bit weirded out, I guess, but she said, you're welcome to come. We checked your Facebook out and you don't seem like a creeper. And so I go down to this conference and spend three days with this guy in addition. And I'm telling you, if you're someone that wants to get to the next level, you need to work and learn from people that actually can transfer that knowledge to you. And I left there a totally different person. And I'm, I go to Birmingham multiple times a year spend time with this family. They actually built a new house and built a, a guest bedroom um, because of just the experience that we've had um, together. And they wanted, they wanted to be generous and open up their home to other people. But I have to credit a lot of my success to people like that. That's just one of the many stories. But the people that were crazy enough to let a 18, 19 year old come stay with them with young children in the house, like, you can't make that stuff up. So. That's just awesome. Now, I know one of the, your secrets to success you know, is the learning. So while you do meet with people, I know you also read a lot of books, even though that's somewhat challenging for you. How many books do you typically read in a given year? The two ways that I consume a lot of information is Audible, which I will listen to two or three books a month just on that. And then I will force myself to read usually a book a month in paper format. But then the other thing that I do is I watch a lot of TED Talks and listen to a lot of 
podcast. And what I'll do is I'll listen to a podcast with an author that I was going to read their book. And usually if you listen to an hour podcast with an author speaking about their book, you can usually get the big nuggets and the big ideas. And that's the way that I've learned from, you know, 16, 17 years old, I started reading books like Richest Man in Babylon and How to Win Friends and Influence People and Think and Grow Rich. And I'm telling you, that was that was the the base of what has given me the confidence and inspired me to want to continue to learn. And remember when you were in Denver, I asked you, I mean, you are a wealth of knowledge. You know so much, Jim. And I considered it a huge blessing to pick your brain for three hours straight, pretty much. I don't even know if you had time to breathe and just hear how different products work, how you think about taxes and all these things. And I'm, that's, again, I'm, I'm naturally just very, I ask a lot of questions and I'm just naturally curious. And that leads me to um, learn a lot from people. So that's one of the reasons I wanted to have you on is you've become such a student. And I think for those that are listening out there that have kids and grandkids, I'm a dad of some millennials and all of us baby boomers that have millennials as kids. That's what we talk about. Oh my God, we can't get these kids to learn. They don't want to work. They don't want to do this. But you're an example of how someone as a young person has that thirst for knowledge and a thirst to share and a thirst for being successful and helping others be successful. And it's refreshing to hear that that exists out there because it's rare and they're few and far between. But you've got a team of eight people that are wired like you, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have an incredible team of people that it goes back to our mission as a company to help people reach their highest potential. So we wake up every day inspired to do that. And I will say this, for being young, I mean, we do a lot of business and we do it all virtually. I don't know if we want to touch on that, but we we are really trying to innovate in an industry that's not very innovative, personally. And I uh, attract and hire people that have the same heart to serve people, but then also want to challenge the status quo. All right, well, let's take a short break, and when we come back, let's talk a little bit about how you are educating people and becoming financially literate, so please stay tuned. Just for a moment, try to imagine you're dead. You think that's hard? Try this. You're dead, and you don't have life insurance. What would happen to your family's home, to your family's finances, or your family's future? Now here's a thought to put your mind at ease. Life insurance takes care of things should anything happen to you. Death may be hard to imagine, but without life insurance, it's simply unthinkable. Welcome back as we continue to visit with Caleb Gilliams, who is a business owner, an entrepreneur, an author, and 23 years old. So I really want to say I really appreciate you, Caleb, taking some time to share some of your insights. Even though you've only been in the business world for just a handful of years, your knowledge and experience go way beyond your years. And uh, I really appreciate you taking time with us. Now, I know you're in the industry and you're focused mostly on life insurance. Is that right? That's correct. Yep. So what's kind of amazing is I think back to when I was 18, 19 years old, life insurance was probably the furthest thing from my mind. And when I got married, I knew I needed to have some life insurance. I was licensed in the business, but I wasn't doing anything with life insurance. And I thought, yeah, it's probably a good idea to have some of it. How does someone at 18 years old start looking at life insurance and get excited about it and be successful helping other people understand the importance of it. 
Great, great question. And you and I both agree that you need to have someone that understands all the moving pieces. And so with what I'm saying, please take with a grain of salt, because I, again, I'm not saying that this is across the board for everyone, but I, when I was 16, 17, 18 years old, was not interested in life insurance at all. Like I thought it was the worst place to put your money and you only would use it as a product to protect you when you got married or had that. That was my understanding. That was my belief. And it was through the journey that I took that I realized that a lot of people that I was admiring was saving a lot of money. They were understanding different tax strategies. They were reverse engineering life insurance. I, like, I always thought that you wanted to put as little money in to maximize your insurance benefit. And I realized that some of the people I was learning from were doing the exact opposite. They were putting as much money as they could, could and reducing the insurance benefit to as small as they could possibly do it as far as um, what was allowed. And I, and I asked the question, why? And then I asked the question, what are these people doing throughout their life? And Jim, one of the things, if you take a step back and it's a firm, I'm a firm believer of this and our company's a firm believer of this, is the number one asset, the number one investment you can make is in yourself. And I don't mean that as like an investment advice. Like that's just a phrase that we use is the best person that you can be focused on is in yourself and the things that you want to do. And I'm realizing that most people are unable to live the life that they want to live. And then I picked, then I saw and I had just a true understanding of how when set up and used properly, life insurance can play a role in someone's life and help them be more in control over their money, but then also help them as an asset class do things in the future and mitigate certain other unknowns in the future as well. And that's when I realized, I'm like, okay, if this does everything that I think it does, this does everything that I've been told it does, and this is, does everything that I have the understanding that it does, I have an obligation to share this message with more people. And so we are very clear that this is not a fit for everyone, and there's a lot more to what we do than just one thing. But I will say our focus, our specialty is overfunding whole life insurance and helping people use that as an asset, not just today, but in the future. Not only are they protecting themselves, but they're having an avenue where they can hopefully save more money and their money can grow conservatively, but we can also show them how they can use that as an asset, do other things. And learning that and seeing how it, it's put together and seeing how someone can take that and use it as a tool in their strategy has been really enlightening. And I've, I've realized that many people don't know half of what I just shared with you. And so I'm like, if we're really going to make a difference, I want to make sure I can specialize in at least one thing and then show up powerfully in the market. And that's where we're beginning. And we work with people in 33 states, by the way. Um, we have 33 different states that we're in and we do everything virtually and we educate with using the book. I have a podcast myself. Uh, we do different videos online. We're just very innovative as it relates to getting the word out. And then we're really focused on helping people get results when they reach out to us. We found that that for us is the winning formula. So Caleb, I know you work with a lot of people and you know you talked about a lot of things that are probably having our audience right now maybe taking a pause and saying, "Boy, I wonder what he's talking about. I never heard, you know, life insurance being talked about that way that it's not just for a death benefit but it can be used for other things." How important do you see the role of an insurance or financial professional in helping people make the right decisions when it comes to life insurance? You know, Jim, I'm so glad that you asked that question. One of the biggest mistakes that people make is they hear this and they want to try to go do it on themselves or they go research it on the internet. And it's really, really important that you can find someone that's licensed, that understands how this goes and share with them where you want to go and have them customize a plan for you. Probably the biggest mistake that we both see in the marketplace is a lot of people that 
know a little bit are excited. They want to implement something like this. They're not working with someone that can actually help them get to the next level. And, and my number one piece of advice is work with a licensed professional that understands how this works. Now, I do have to take a step back. I was thinking of this as you were talking, and then we got off on another tangent. But what I'm curious about, you talked about at a younger age, what your thoughts about life insurance were and how that kind of did a 180. But you also talked even earlier in the program, how your parents really helped form your thoughts and ideas at an early age. So I'm curious, did your attitudes about life insurance originally come from your parents? No, not at all. Not at all. But what came from my parents was a desire we want to work on the things that were going to matter in my life. So one of the things that I personally use in my life is the phrase, what's your ROR, which in the typical world, we think of rate of return. But ROR, when it comes to the way that we talk to people, is return on results. And that, that's one thing that my parents, I stems really from my parents, they didn't articulate that. But my dad, when I went to school and did other things, they really got me focused on what do you actually want to accomplish? For example, Jim, when I went to school, I got an A on my first class and I was really proud. And I told my dad and he said, did you actually learn? And I said, dad, of course I learned. I got an A. And then he said this and it, again, it was one of the things that really hit me. He said, Caleb, a lot of people get A's and things and they don't really understand or they don't learn. And he's, and so he asked me again, and that's where I go. Like it's when we get to help people when it comes to their money and it comes to their goals, like we can truly help that translate what they want to accomplish and help them through all the knowledge that we go to school for, but help them live in that way. And I definitely got that desire from my parents, but they didn't teach me anything about life insurance or anything about financial strategies. So that's a good question. So where did you get the early ideas that you've now come to realize maybe weren't the best ideas? Like early ideas as in things that I knew before learning all this? Yeah, thinking that life insurance wasn't necessarily the best thing and get as little of it as you can get away with, pay as little into it as you can. So I grew up in a house where we we learned different programs, where I learned just different financial strategies. And one of the things that this person was saying is life insurance was the worst, worst, worst place to put your money, buy term and invest the difference. That's what I learned. So Jim, that's what I grew up believing. And so that's why it was so difficult for me to actually take a different view because I was ingrained that I wanted to put as little bit of money as possible and take the difference. And I didn't learn that this asset could do other things for you. That's what my parents got me. So they didn't do it out of, they just did it because that's what everyone, they wanted to teach their kids about money. And that's what they shared with us. And that was the thing I had to work around. So This has been awesome, Caleb, and I know we could probably talk for hours on this subject, but I am so impressed at such a young age. You have so much wisdom, and I think the key to your success is your hunger and thirst for knowledge and then also your desire to help share that knowledge with people that can benefit from it. So I really want to thank you for taking the time. Any final thoughts? Jim, I am so impressed with what you guys are doing, and it's such an honor to come on the show, and I really, really appreciate you having me on on your show, and I'm excited to see what the future holds, man. So I wish you the best, and it's a true honor. Well, thank you, Caleb, and I really appreciate you taking the time. And uh, for anybody who's listening out there, it's amazing at 23 what Caleb's accomplished. I can't begin to imagine what he's going to accomplish over the years. But I think that the biggest thing that he shared with us today is making sure that you take the time to learn what's going to benefit you. Don't try to do this alone. 
go back to your financial professional, your insurance professional, and make sure that you've got things optimized for your future. So thank you, everybody, and look forward to talking to you again next week. The opinions voiced are for general information only. They are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual and do not constitute an endorsement by any registered representative. Before taking any specific action, be sure to consult with your financial professional. Any life insurance guarantees or ratings are based on the claims paying ability of the issuing life insurance company. Life insurance policies can have downsides and risks, such as the fact that policy loans accumulate interest and, if not repaid, could affect the longevity of the policy, impact the cash value, and decrease or terminate the death benefit. Life insurance premiums include commission fees, and there are additional fees for riders. The cost and availability of life insurance depends on factors such as age, health, type, and the amount of insurance purchased. Before implementing a strategy involving life insurance, it would be prudent to make sure that you are insurable by having the policy approved prior to the canceling or changing an existing one. Accessing the cash value tax-free of a life insurance policy involves borrowing cash through loans. These loans are charged interest and reduce the death benefit and cash value of the policy. If a policy lapses or is surrendered with an outstanding loan, a portion may be taxed as a distribution. Loans and withdrawals, partial surrenders, from life insurance policies classified as modified endowment contracts may be subject to tax at the time the loan or withdrawal is taken and if taken prior to age 59 and a half, a 10% federal tax penalty may apply. The death benefit and cash value of the variable life insurance will fluctuate based on performance of the investment options. These types of insurance policies are sold by prospectus. Please consider the investment risks, charges, and expenses before investing. Death benefits are subject to the claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Guarantees are subject to the claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Thanks for joining us and tune in again as we explore another phase of the real wealth process. And remember, if anything you heard in today's show you'd like to get more information about, contact your real wealth advisor. Also, if you feel that any of this information will be helpful to a friend or family member, just click the Forward to a Friend button.